you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, live here in New York City. It's Tuesday, December 13th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. Guys, Monday Night Football, man, Lisa Salters had a litany of injuries she had to deal with last night. Both sides of the ball, but most notably, Kyler Murray. We're going to find out more in a couple minutes from Tom Pelissero, but huge impact. For the Cardinals. Huge impact for the Cardinals. Uh, competitive game. The Patriots are alive. What do we got? 12 days till Cowboys Eagles, guys? Is that where we're at? Something 12 like days yeah. till so Christmas? Uh, I think Ooh. we are doing the count. We got an advent calendar to Cowboys Eagles. And we have a triple header this weekend NFL Network. Yes. We do, but it's time for the lead block. Lead block. Lead block. Hey. And the Patriots <laughs> win. Seven and six, their record, guys. They're just right where they need to be in the bottom end of the AFC. They win by two touchdowns against the Cardinals, who just circled the drain. But unfortunately, um, we had to talk about Kyler Murray's injury in both coaches spoke about it after the Patriots win. Yeah, it's tough. There's no doubt. Um, you see teams go through it every week, but you lose your starter on third play of the game. Um, you know, kind of a deal, non-contact. It's just just tough to watch and see. And um, you got to be able to rebound and uh, continue to play the game, though. I've never seen him um, in that type of shape, so I assumed it wasn't good. You know, tough to see a, a player like Murray get hurt. Um, I hope he's okay. Uh, but, you know, it's still it's a lot of good players on the field. You know, offensively, um, you know, played better. Um, you know, a tough break on the interception. Matt got his arm hit, but um, you know, I thought we, we did some things better. Still got a long way to go. So we saw Kyler Murray get carted off on Monday Night Football. Colt McCoy came in and paced the Cardinals, as he has had to do already this season. But Tom Pelissero joining us now. Tom, you're in a different scene today, coming to us from Irving, Texas, for the December league meetings. But let's talk Kyler Murray. Last night in Arizona, left the game early. What, what's the update this morning? 
Well, Jamie, you heard Cliff Kingsbury says that it does not look good for Kyler Murray, who is feared to have suffered a significant knee injury when that right knee buckled on the opening drive last night on Monday Night Football. That now raises questions not only about him for the rest of the 2022 season, where obviously Kyler not expected to play, but also given the timing of the injury, raises questions about his availability for the start of the 2023 season as well. Murray is going to undergo further testing, including an MRI today. That will give the Cardinals a better handle on the severity of the injury, but certainly it appears to be a major knee injury for Kyler Murray as the Cardinals now play out the string and enter an offseason with one more big question looming over the organization. Absolutely, and the Cardinals felt that they had answered that question at quarterback signing to a huge contract to Kyler Murray this past summer, and now to see this happen to the Cardinals quarterback is really heartbreaking. Tom Palacero, thank you very much. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Hang with us. So Monday Night Football delivered a costly loss in a lot of ways for the Cardinals. It was an ugly win for the Patriots, but here's what the win did. They are no longer in the hashtag capitalized lurking column. They are officially sealed that wild card spot, the final one, after this week of play. But those two teams at the top of the lurking column, the Chargers and the Jets, Mm -hmm. your eyes kind of go there. And frankly, the way the Jags are playing, they could be a part of that conversation too. But let's stick with the Patriots. Peter, after that game, what stands out to you? I appreciate the lurking in caps lock. Uh, (laughs) Gina, we appreciate you back at at the home shop in Mount Laurel working on that one. Because now the teams are all surrounding those wild card spots. Mm -hmm. And who's going to get in? And the Patriots had to dig deep yesterday. They were riddled with injury. They came in riddled with injury. Then they were losing guys as we went. I mean, we saw Devontae Parker go down. You saw Jack Jones go down. And when they needed it, it was two unlikely heroes at running back who stepped up. I got to be honest. I didn't see Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris being the guys who were going to put this game away for them. But it was Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. Pierre Strong, a fourth-round pick, 127th overall. Kevin Harris. A sixth-round pick, 183rd overall. And as much as there's a, a camp of the Belichick can't draft anymore, Belichick misses on the draft, Cole Strange has played a big role on this team this season. Tyquan Thornton. We know Marcus Jones is their do-everything guy. Jack Jones was playing well. Zappi came in. Now you got Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, two rookies. This is what they are. South Dakota State and South Carolina. They combined for five rushing <laughs> attempts going into last night. They both scored touchdowns. They both put the game away. And as we head towards the latter half of December and then potentially January, it's going to be the healthiest teams in the league that win games, but it's also going to be the deepest teams in the league that win games. Now, will I say on the air right now on our program that Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris are going to beat the Bills in Buffalo and go into Kansas City? Let's not go there yet. But they were good enough to beat the Cardinals in Arizona. And that game was a two-score win for the Patriots. You never apologize for victories. It wasn't pretty at times. Mm-hmm. And yet they found a way and they got contributions from guys who have not done much throughout the season but have been waiting their turn. I like this kind of win from the Patriots where we got to dig deep. They did. And they had guys who were able to step up when they had mm-hmm. to. So true. I remember doing the game uh, with Buffalo versus New England. It was just like, hey, if Ramondre Stevenson needs a break, like who's going in the game? Last night we found out who those two guys are. And when you look at New England and the way they were able to win that game yesterday, a lot of it had to do with the defense, coming up with turnovers, returning one for a touchdown. And a lot of it had to do with a young guy, Josh 
Uche, who showed up and showed out in that game. I remember being in New England when we drafted Josh, and the year before I had drafted Chase Winovich in the third round. Then Uche comes in in the second round, and Uche gets there. I'm like, this kid has no idea what the hell he's doing out here. <laughs> Hightower, this is the COVID year. Hightower decides to opt out. Uche's playing some inside linebacker, some outside linebacker, rushing the passer, and he came in extremely hungry, trying to learn, trying to figure it out. And as you watch him last night and throughout this season, now has 10 sacks. And Matthew Judon said after the game, this is the guy I've been telling you about. He's our best pass rusher on the team. And now he's getting a chance to play. And Judon said it. If you chip me and you leave Josh Uche one-on-one, he's going to be able to wreak havoc. And he did that last night. Not only his three sacks, he's the one who causes this interception by Marcus Jones by hitting Colt McCoy. It's been fun to watch this guy. And he said after the game, hey, it's been a long journey and I'm able to produce now. And he said a lot of it, he said Matthew Judon has been a blessing in his life, having him there mm-hmm. as a big brother, he called him, being able to help him and show him the ropes. This is a guy playing confident right now and getting after the passer. They are, and I watched this game, and I get the this morning. I'm looking back, and I'm like, "This is the strangest team in the league." I think it's the strangest Patriots team of my lifetime. I, I don't get them. The Mac Jones thing. Mm-hmm. They got this kid out there, like a screaming tennis player, and like this spoiled brat yelling at everybody, but he competes, and at the end, he hugs. Like he was just angry the whole night. There's a lot of this going on. He looks furious. They're in a in an era and a conference with the Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and Allen. Their starting quarterback has seven touchdown passes on the season. He has eight interceptions, and yet there they are in the playoff spot. The leading receiver is Jacoby Myers. We're starting good morning football with Josh Uche and Pierre Strong, and then they're in the playoffs. Um, A lot of it is, okay, it's the defense. They lead the NFL in non-offensive touchdowns. They lead the entire NFL. Special teams touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, uh, 85 points off turnovers. It's better than Philadelphia. It's better than Dallas. I just don't know how I, I don't I still I still think the Judge Patricia thing is weird. I don't understand how the team is built. And here they are, they're just hovering around five hundred and I guess gonna make the playoffs, but like is are we gonna be talking about you know they're gonna Patriots this thing and Pierre Strong's gonna have two hundred yards at Arrowhead in the title <laughs> game? Or is this like held together with rivets and bubble gum and it is actually kind of a terrible team that is just willing itself to win through their coaching and their defense? I kinda go towards the latter. I, I, I can't be like, oh, man, this secret weapon of the Patriots is surging right now. I just, they beat like a terrible Cardinals team who lost their yeah. quarterback on the third play. So I'm not calling for them to get a playoff spot. I can't call them over the Chargers. I can't call them over the Jets. I think it's a hell of a coaching effort from Belichick, and the defense is, is, pride, is proud as hell. But until then, like, weird team, and we're going to have a weird final month. I don't know what to make of them. Yeah, a multifaceted coaching effort by Belichick from the guys that he drafted, those rookies, all the way to the final whistle for that game. And when we were preparing for the show last night, I look at what we're going to lead the hours with and the conversation is like depending on who wins and part of me was like I mean this is going to be ugly for either one of these teams like Mm -hmm. this is where we're really the direction editorially that we're going to go in is like let's go with the team that wins because frankly I think if either one of these teams had won the way their seasons have gone have been challenging I think for the Cardinals a little bit more challenging specifically for Kyler Murray I just hate what happened Mm -hmm. to him last night everything that has happened to this young man since whenever that contract weird Claws first broke in what feels like last December, but really in reality it was Dece- it was August first. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this he has just been fodder across the league for what are you doing in your spare time? How are you preparing for games? And then to go down like this on the third play of the game, when frankly the receivers and the players that he is working with offensively, whether it be Marquise Brown, Robbie Anderson, DeAndre Hopkins. 
that wide receiver room has one to two years left, each of them, on their contracts. Where are the Cardinals going offensively? What direction? Because I, frankly, I think if this team had figured a couple things out down the stretch, win or loss, it would have given Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Keim, a little bit more direction as to where they're going mm. in the future. And now you just don't know mm. because now you don't have Kyler Murray and you have Colt McCoy. And are you really going to get a good read on a Robbie Anderson, on a James Conner as mm. to where mm. this team is supposed to go? Mm. I just hate it for the team. And frankly, it didn't matter who won last night. I don't think you were going to get some great answer about mm-hmm. these teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. It's tough, tough to see Kyler go down. When, like As a player, you're on the field and you see the cart come out and everybody comes over. It's just a tough sight to see to move on now and continue yeah. to play the game and like you said for Kyler there's been so much that has transpired and now to have an entire offseason where now you're rehabbing and going through that vigorous process is rough. It's interesting because you look at the quarterback situations in the NFC West like what do we make of Trey Lance now that Brock Purdy's having this uh-huh. thing and Trey Lance is injured what do you make of yeah. Matthew Stafford and the Rams what do you make of Geno Smith like I, I don't know is he the guy moving marks. forward they've lost a bunch and now you've got Kyler coming off a knee and if Tom Pelissero is, is calling it like it is, like it might not just be, hey, by training camp he's ready. Yeah. He might be mm-hmm. not ready till mm-hmm. November of next mm-hmm. year. Which is why this year could have been ripe for the Cardinals to have a year where they define themselves and mm-hmm. they just couldn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of defining themselves, the Cowboys made some moves yesterday. Tom Pelissero joining us once again, adding a wide receiver, but Tom, not the one that we have been talking about. That's right, Jamie. The Cowboys have indeed added a veteran receiver, but it is not Odell Beckham Jr. T.Y. Hilton, the 10-year veteran, longtime Indianapolis Colt, is headed to Dallas on a deal for the rest of this season. Hilton gets $600,000 guaranteed, plus $50,000 for each game he's active, and he has another $700,000 available in incentives in the postseason. It's a rare in-season signing that is not for the veteran minimum. It shows how much the Cowboys wanted T.Y. Hilton to be a part of their team. Mike McCarthy called it a great addition, said Hilton is ready to go. He worked out for the team. They'll get him ramped up out there on the practice field starting tomorrow, and they expect him to contribute sooner than later. Now, this does not necessarily take the Cowboys out of the OBJ sweepstakes, in part because that deal for Beckham was always going to be as much, if not more, about 2023 as 2022. But T.Y. Hilton gives the Cowboys something that Odell would not have, a player who is ready, willing, and able to contribute right now in the regular season you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Throws and it's good to Lofton, and he runs in for the touchdown. Here's a run by Derek Holm, trying to get outside. He's in for the touchdown. What a great run! He throws. Touchdown by Thurman Thomas. Back to throw, lets it fly, and it's intercepted in there by David White. We're all beaming with smiles here. That was early 90s Bills Dolphins, and we're going right there because it's our Saturday night matchup in primetime. Time for another round of We In or We Out. Here's how it'll work. I'll tee up a statement, and my co-host will tell me whether they agree or disagree, and everyone at home can play along too. All right, so for years in the early 90s, the Bills had the edge over the Dolphins in these cold-weather games up in Buffalo. Dolphins would go up there with Marino, and then the Bills would end up winning those games with, of course, Bruce Smith, Daryl Talley, Cornelius Bennett, and the bunch. During Sunday Night Football, NBC revealed that the Dolphins had heaters on the sideline in Los Angeles. Mike McDaniel was asked about the weather for the game in Buffalo on Saturday. Would have something to do with this game? And here's what he had to say. The, the course of the game can be influenced, but, you know, you still have to play in the same um, temperature and climate or as the opposing team. Just one's more used to it than the other. So, you know, I think that's something that um, – you have to be real and um, upfront that, you know, hey, it's going to be cold. But it's also something that no one cares. The, the box score doesn't read asterisks. It was cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Uh, lake, <laughs> lake effect is in effect is what they say. I don't know what that means. Lake effect. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying it's going to be 15 to 20 degrees and potentially up to five inches of snow. McDaniel doesn't think it's a big deal. But not everyone is convinced. So here's the statement. The 2022 Dolphins are not built to win in Buffalo okay. in December. Okay. Jason, Oof, that's a question. We in or we out? I'm out. And this is, this is my issue with this. It was reported that the Dolphins had heaters on their sidelines in California. The Chargers had heaters on their sideline, too. Why are we not talking about both teams had heaters, but we're signaling out Miami mm-hmm. and saying they need the heaters and when it's cold outside, yes, put heaters on my sideline. I don't care what you need. For years, I was like, I'm wearing no sleeves out here. Doesn't matter the weather. I'm mentally tough. I was freezing. <laughs> By the time I got to knowing, I had three different thermals on, the hand pouch. Give me my jacket as soon as I get to the sideline. Do whatever you need. Go out there and play. Miami's lost back-to-back games on the West Coast. Weather wasn't terrible. They lose on Saturday night. It's not going to be because of the weather. It's just going to be they aren't playing good football. 
The, L, the Los Angeles weather people are one of the most infuriating factions of the population. Somebody on our production staff who is friendly with L.A. tried to say to me yesterday, like, well, 55 degrees in Los Angeles is ch- – no. 55 is the same number whether you're in Minnesota, <laughs> North Carolina, Florida, or California. 55 is 55. And frankly, it's not negative 5, which it very well could be in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I am in on this. I am in on the Dolphins being built. But that's only because it's not like the Bills are being built were built for uh, playing in Miami in September because they look cooked in that game. Mm. Remember, it looked like they was they put them on the sideline sure. where they just got baked in the sun for mm. like at 350 mm. for 60 minutes and they were cooked. The Bills were not prepared for that. They they may have been prepared, but they didn't mm. look like they could handle it well down the stretch. And that might be the same thing for the Dolphins and Buffalo. I just think weather that's not like your own that you do not practice in. Mm. There is reasons why the Patriots went to Miami on a Tuesday this mm. week on this year when they were going to play them on a Sunday. Maybe to enjoy the weather, but also mm-hmm. to prepare yourself for it. Mm-hmm. It's like altitude weather. Mm-hmm. It is like that. And I, I, I'm going to say, that I get lost in the aren't, are, are. I yeah. think they're not built right now uh, to do it. I like to do an exercise in conversations like this where I like to pull up the rosters and see where they went to college. Yeah. Like if they oh, went to cold good. weather. Yeah. Like Raheem Moster, okay? Purdue guy. Like West Lafayette, Indiana. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr., North Texas. Like those, they're not all Florida and Alabama. So like you like to think that maybe that's in their blood. That whole in their blood thing is nonsense. I was born and raised in Chicago. I lived in California for 16 years. You go home to Chicago, step out of O'Hare, and you're like, I want to die. I don't have anything in me right now at all. And Josh Allen has been saying this week what you're saying. He's saying you have to train in it. It's not you can't get off the plane to get acclimated to it and fully used to it like it's your friend. You have to train in it week after week after week. I think Buffalo does have an advantage. And listen, if Marino couldn't get it done, we think Tua Tagovailoa from Hawaii is going to go to Western New York. And be like, yeah, it's no big deal. Until I see it, I don't believe you. You have to show it to us. You played for the Dolphins. Like when you go up to those Buffalo games, I mean, you was one year you were there, but like. It, when you practice in 60 and 70, yeah. are you, are, when you get off the plane, like Kyle said, It's freezing, no doubt about it. But if that was the case, then the home team in cold weather games would always win. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen. Did like, you get them late December? Like, did you go up? Because it's different than October, November. Yeah, and it sucks. Like, what you're saying is 100% yeah. true. When you're in Miami and you're going to these teams that are freezing, it sucks. Same with what you're saying. We're in New England and you're going down to Miami yeah. in late December. It sucks. But we've won. We had won games in Miami mm-hmm. and in late December as well. Mm-hmm. So you still have to go play the game, and whichever team executes well. Because to your point, there's guys on Buffalo's roster that are from Miami sure. and these different they places. Yeah. Yes, you have to practice in it, so mentally you're a little bit tougher. But on game day, whoever performs the best is going to win the game. At this point, I remember doing a 49ers-Packers game in Lambeau, playoff game, and Kaepernick before the game is not wearing any sleeves. Sure. guy from Stockton, California, mm-hmm. comes out there, and he just tore up the Packers. And he was wearing no sleeves in zero-degree yeah. weather. And I'm like, some guys just— He had a heater Mike Vick and a jacket. The Lambeau too. Mike Vick did the right? same. So, Newport it, News. Yes. <laughs> Get to the heater when you're on the sideline. Warm it up. It is possible. All right, next one here. The Lions, they won again on Sunday. Uh-huh. And I wanted to bring up the play because on third and seven, they put a 300-pound tackle, Panay Sewell, in motion. And he put the game on ice with a completion. So here's the statement. The Lions, not the Dallas Cowboys— are the non-division leader in the NFC that you would least like to see in the opening round of the playoffs right now? Mm-hmm. Jason, mm-hmm. are we in or are we out? 
In Detroit, they have public transportation. They call them the, fa- the fast bus. It has Wi-Fi on it. I'm jumping on the fast bus, okay. and I am rolling with Detroit. I am scared to play them right now. They are rolling. They are playing really well. Jared Goff and those receivers, he's spreading the ball around. We saw it this past Sunday. We all talked about the Vikings being the underdogs, blah, blah, blah. The Lions went out there. They executed long touchdown passes to DJ Chark, to Jamison Williams, finding ways to win football games. And the young nucleus on defense, Aiden Hutchinson, Kirby Joseph, James Houston. These guys are winning games. Rookie, and Dan rookie, Campbell, rookie. rookie. All of these guys, we killed their defense early on in the season, and now they seem to be coming together and making the plays to win games. And shout out Dan Campbell. You did it yesterday, Kyle. Didn't mimic his voice, none of those things. It's over with that. They're getting it done. Yeah. So I'm finding a way. Right now I'm scared of the Detroit Lions, and they're winning games. Very close in or out. Very close for me. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this nice. one. And it's one difference maker for me. It's Micah Parsons. Mm. The Lions do not have a Micah Parsons on mm-hmm. defense. They got a lot of great young guys. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson is playing fantastic. But Micah Parsons, to me, he jumps out of that defensive backfield and just gets after, no matter his assignment, guy after guy after guy. And then the running back's not bad as well. So I'm going to go Cowboys on this one. If I had to play somebody this weekend, I'd rather it be the Lions than the Cowboys. Well, that's the thing. Is it this weekend or right. is it opening <laughs> weekend of the playoffs? I, I look at this if it's this weekend like uh, like an NCAA tournament and the Cowboys are like this big blue chip two seed that like has the banners <laughs> hanging and all that. They're getting a little old, but they have them. And then these Lions are like VCU or like George Mason or just like Florida Gulf Coast. You know, remember that team, Dunk yep. City? That like, I don't, they just have all the momentum and the aura and the it and they're like clapping to get the ball and like can't get shots up fast enough. So I think if it was if it was this weekend, I'm going to say I would rather face the Cowboys than the Lions. Just I think that the Dan Campbell aura and the belief and the oh my God, we're ahead of our schedule and people are talking about us. We're the yeah. Lions. We actually have a belief. The Cowboys are like people aren't talking about us. I think there's a different vibe there. The Michael Parsons thing obviously is hugely compelling, and they have some dogs on that yeah. team. But also, Peter, I think it just comes down to like golf or Dak. And Jared Goff has this like weird damaged goods reputation that he shed. And there is not uh, more than maybe two NFC quarterbacks who have played better than Jared Goff over the last six weeks. He's been really good. We're going to get to it. I I think it's Jalen Hurts and it's Jared Goff when you're talking Mm. about the best quarterbacks in the NFC this season. Jalen Hurts and then Jared Goff. Dak Prescott, I don't think, has played as well as Jared Goff if you're going one-on-one. So I'd rather play the Cowboys then. That's an interesting question. They could play each other in the playoffs. I think both those teams are going to be, if they both make it, both have to play road games because it's going to be hard for the Cowboys to Uh, jump the Eagles. Eagles. And Uh then, of course, the Lions probably aren't jumping the Vikings. Uh So they're both going to be road teams if they make it. Just which team would you rather face? That's a good one. It's Tuesday morning. We're thrilled to welcome back to the show our NFL Network front office analyst. He's a five-time NFL Executive of the Year, a three-time Super Bowl champion, and he's our guy here on Good Morning Football. Let's welcome back Scott Pioli. Scott, hey, hey Scott. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to have you, Scott. Patriots win last night. They beat the Cardinals. What stood out to you in the victory for New England? Peter, what stood out to me was the shift of momentum at the end of the second quarter. That's really where the game changed. The Cardinals had the ball third and one at the Patriots 32. Go for it, miss it. Fourth and one, miss it. From that point on, the game really shifted. I understand that Kyler Murray was hurt in the third play of the game, but really... The Cardinals were in it up to that point, and they had a chance. But what happens a lot in games, we talk about this, is that teams lose games. 
Teams don't always win games. And what happened here over the course of this was the momentum was lost. The Patriots get the ball, put three more points on the board before the half, and they get the second half kickoff. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. That changed the dynamic of the game entirely. And as you went on throughout the game, the Cardinals had some opportunities to get back in the game. But D-Hop gives up the ball. He didn't, he wasn't forced to fumble. The Patriots didn't cause that fumble. He gives the ball away. It's a return for a touchdown. And, a, and Brown, Hollywood Brown, drops a ball. They unraveled. The other thing, they went into this game offensively, leading the NFL in penalties. They continued that in the second half with false starts, with illegal shifts. Yesterday, what happened was that shift of momentum really changed the football game. Momentum is huge, Scott. And last week, we asked you, Jimmy G goes down. Hey, do the 49ers bring in another quarterback? And you told us, no, stick with Brock Purdy. Stick with somebody that has been there the entire season. We watched him put on a dominating performance, 35-7 victory over Tom and the Buccaneers. Scott, who else deserves some credit in Brock Purdy's success and what he was able to do coming in as a third-string quarterback? Jason, well, it it starts with Brock Purdy, right? But there were a number of things that came together. There was this confluence of things that happened. And to me, Brock Purdy made the plays. But I look at this team and I look at Kyle Shanahan. I've said this before. Kyle, to me, is as close to Bill Belichick as a coach as anybody I've seen. And a big part of that is that Kyle's not just smart like Bill, but very similarly to Bill, he believes in developing players. So he has been developing Brock Purdy in this short amount of time. And as we watch this game, Purdy did all the things that he needed to do to make sure that he didn't lose the football game. Kyle put him in the right position to make sure he didn't lose the game. So this was Brock Purdy, it was Kyle Shanahan. It's the offensive coach, Bobby Turner, who's been with either Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan for the last 28 years. They know what to do. There's a lot of coaches in this league that are very, very smart. Not every coach that is smart knows how to teach. Kyle knows how to teach. Bobby Turner knows how to teach. So to me, at the end of the day, it does come down to Brock Purdy needing to do what he has to do. But I love to see young players be developed by good, smart teachers.
Absolutely, Scott. When Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt last week, there was a swell for maybe Baker Mayfield could go to the 49ers. They stuck with Brock Purdy, and this is what they got, which is great for them. What's also great for the Rams is they did go after Baker Mayfield. They bring him to L.A., and he pulls off an unthinkable win for the L.A. Rams on Thursday. Now, give us an assessment, your assessment, on what happened after Baker arrived in L.A. on Tuesday evening and then marched down the field and won the game for the Rams on Thursday night. Jamie, first of all, credit to Baker Mayfield because he was ready to play this game. He only had a couple of days to prepare. I almost wonder if that was actually a blessing in disguise, the fact that he didn't have time for distractions. He knew that he had a window to get ready. He prepared. He got ready. There were fewer distractions. But as you watch this game, again, I give him a lot of credit for winning. But to me, what this was about was the Raiders losing in the game. That old adage that I've repeated so many times is that more teams lose games. Unfortunately, what happened in this game was that the Raiders found ways to lose this football game. You look at those last two drives where the Rams scored and put points on the board. There were self-inflicted wounds. And Max Crosby said after the game, there was a lot of self-inflicted stuff, I'll say change his word but there was a lot of self-inflicted stuff there was the roughing the, the, there was the interception that was dropped because of a holding penalty to me again kudos to the Rams and to Baker Mayfield but this game was more lost by the Raiders and I'll say this about about Josh McDaniels Josh is trying to build a program. It's not going to change overnight. People are beating Josh up. Josh needs an opportunity to get his players in that building so they can run things the way that he wants them done. It's a strong take, Scott, and we had high hopes for both of those teams, the Raiders and the Rams this year. They have not panned out, but enough about that. Let's talk about some teams that are playing well, teams that were having these alleged rebuilding seasons, and here they are in December, they matter. The Lions, the Jets, here the Jaguars, the Panthers are going to try to take a run at this division. They've surprised everyone. So from a front office perspective, from a talent assembly perspective, what is the value and the equity and the importance of getting to meaningful games in December? What's it do for you? Kyle, I think it's really important for young players and young teams. And what they're learning right now is how important December is. If you're playing important games in December and into early January, what you're learning about is the mental and emotional endurance that is going to be needed for a very, very long time and a very long season. So this is an important lesson that teams are learning and players are learning about the emotional endurance that it's going to take if they want to become champions in the future. That's the man, Scott Pioli. Appreciate you. Three-time Super Bowl champ. We'll see you next week, my man. Appreciate you, Scott. Thanks, everybody. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.